For those of you who know, we have been journeying on this talk series called FILWP, falling in love with the, with the process. Thank you. Falling in love with the process. And uh, you know, what's been exciting in this, in this entire talk series is that how God is shaping the, the definitions and how God has been shaping the narratives of, of so many people in our lives, including, including me, you know, to, to begin with. And it's a, it's a beautiful time over the last three weeks. This is the third one, of course that God has been challenging us. I don't know about you, but I've been challenged in so many ways as I've been speaking to you guys. Uh, when it comes to you know, the reading of the word, when it comes to understanding the importance of spiritual disciplines. Show of hands, if you're starting to fall in love with the word discipline. If you're starting to fall in love. All right, honest hands, okay? They're not fully up there. But okay, we, I think God can do with this for now as well. I don't know what's happening. Okay, one person. Uncle Stan is putting up his hands. Good to see you, Ankur. Thank you for tuning in. And, you know, I don't know where you stand, but it's our prayer that by the end of this talk series, you would fall in love with the process of getting to know Jesus even more. And that process means that every single discipline that you and me need to pick up on, that one discipline that you need to major on in that particular time and that moment that you and me are caught up in. And today, I'm calling this talk, The Essence. It's okay, man. You can sit down. Like, I need to be considerate about my brother, you know. So, I'm calling. When you're looking for a place to sit, I'm calling this talk the essence because that's that's something that we're going to be looking into as a third spiritual discipline. Help me out, guys. The first one we kind of laid the foundation for the purpose of spiritual discipline and how Paul writes to Timothy, he says, for the purpose of what? For the purpose of godliness. For the purpose of godliness. So we know that this journey that we've begun is, is not so that we can get a checklist gone, uh, going that, hey, yeah, I've, I've done this, I've done that, I've kind of done my spiritual chores for the week or for the day. But there's this journey, is this process that kind of helps us fall in love with Jesus all over again and even more as we kind of venture out day, day by day. And last week we were talking about the treasure that how God's word, the scriptures are the real treasure for you and me to kind of, you know, go on. And uh, Nikki's here in person. Uh, last week, I know Snehal was there uh, who got a reward and, and Nikki's here. So I made sure that, okay... She, she got her reward by the time we, we kind of began the service. So thank you for that, Nikki. Thank you for participating. Uh, today I feel generous. But I don't have an envelope with me. Is that okay? Right? Because I feel generous when it comes to just sharing what God has laid on my heart. And I just want to give it out just like that, how I've received it. All right? So I hope that's equally good enough for all of us. And, and I love Jesus and his conversations with people in the New Testament, especially in the Gospels, because he knew how to love people. If you want to learn how to love, look to Jesus. If you want to really learn how to love well, look to the teachings of Jesus. Because you, you read the four Gospels and you'll see that he was incredible in kind of expressing his love to the people around him. And, and can I say, one of the ways Jesus expressed and modeled out his love for the people, his love for the community, and, and whether they, they knew about God or they did not know about God is by speaking the truth. Can everybody say speaking the truth? And sometimes that even involved bringing correction where it was really necessary. And, and one of the ways how Jesus loved is by bringing speaking the truth and bringing correction. And, and this entire talk series that we have been journeying on, like I said, it is God's desire to, for him, of His to equip us with these consistent principles and disciplines that lead us towards holiness and godliness. And, and the truth is, right, we cannot really become godly without worship. And that's what we're going to be dwelling on for the next few minutes. Today's spiritual discipline, I want us to unpack on the importance and on the value of worship. Can everybody say worship? worship. I mean, come on, like, can everybody say how we all would like worship really passionately and loud, everybody? Worship. worship. All right, keep that energy going. Thank you so much. You know, but we cannot become godly without worship, but it is possible to worship God in vain. It is possible to worship God in vain. 
And I love that uh, I was talking about Jesus and his conversations, right? I love this one particular conversation where Jesus is calling out the hypocrisy in the people. He's calling out the hypocrisy in the, in the religious teachers who are teaching about the truth, yet forgetting the basic principles and the, and the, and the narrative and the importance of certain values. And in, in Matthew 15, in these two verses, Jesus kind of quotes the scripture from Isaiah where he's telling the crowd, you know, these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. This is, this is the New Living Translation, and I, I kind of picked out the Passion Translation just to kind of help us see what, what, what we really need to get a grip of this. It's, the Passion Translation puts it in this way. These people honor me only with their words. Did you guys say words? For their hearts are so very distant from me. They pretend to worship me, but their worship is nothing more than empty traditions of men. Nothing more than empty traditions of men. Right, this is the first break. I don't know about you, but can we pray that zealous never becomes a place where our worship is empty traditions of men. Can we declare it in faith that your life and my life will not be a, a, a life where we just honor, where we just speak about Jesus with our lips, but our hearts are so distant, where our words of worship sound so perfect because of songs, we are reading it, you know, because they're printed on the, on the, on the sheets or they're put up on the projector screen, but we don't mean anything about it. Like for instance, we were really saying, right, Mere jeevan mein yeshu teri zarurat hai. We can sing it all that we want, but can I ask you how many of us meant it tonight? And, and the first thing that I, I think God really wants to challenge us over here tonight is let's learn to honor God, not just with our lips, but with our hearts first. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep asking us to do a few things tonight. Is it okay? And, and tonight, I want us to challenge all of us even those who are tuning in from your home, even those you might be traveling, you might be on the move, but if, you, if you're listening or if you're watching to this, watching this stream right now, we're going to use this time to kind of pause, reflect on this scripture right here, and I want you to pray. I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for myself because I want to pray this prayer over my life as well. But I want each of us to really pray that God, let my heart never be away from you. Let my worship never just be limited to the, to, the, to the words that come out of my lips, but my heart is like so far away from you. So, so if that's you, if you want to stand, feel free to stand. If you want to sit down, feel free to sit down. If you want to kneel down, just, just be yourself. Just see how you can express this prayer to Jesus tonight that God, make me a person. Make me a person who honors you with my heart. Come on, this is the time for you to just take your own words, take your time to just pray, take your time to worship Jesus through prayer right now. Let my heart not be far away from you, Jesus. Lord, let us not pretend to worship you, but let us truly worship you. Let us truly honor you, God. Come on, don't, don't, don't be still. Don't, if you're wondering what to say, just maybe you can just pray these exact same words that God, let me honor you with my heart. Let me honor you with my words. Keep me away, Lord, from, from pretense. Keep me away from pretending, Lord to portray something that I'm not when it comes to worshipping you, Lord. Tere bina tere 
always be aligned to your presence when we sing of you. Not just our words, but let our hearts be aligned. Let our entire body, let our entire life be aligned when it comes to our worship for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, tonight's going to be different, I'm telling you. So if you want to just feel like just catching a spot and doing your thing with Jesus tonight, feel free to do that because I believe God wants to set certain people free when it comes to worship and when it comes to really expressing your heart and really expressing your life to Jesus. And, and like I was starting to say, right, that, that godliness without the worship of God is unthinkable. We can't talk about you and me being godly people. We can't talk about you and me being a, a, a community of people that, is, that practices holiness and godliness, but without kind of creating that room and that space to offer your worship to Jesus. Because worship is an expression. Can you say that with me? Worship is an expression. Worship is an expression. Oh, that, that expression involves you focusing and responding to God. It is this duty and it's this privilege that all of us have as Christ followers. And, and here's the thing, right? Worship includes words and actions. Yes, it does. Worship includes words and actions, but it goes beyond them to focus on our hearts and our minds. To focus our hearts and our minds on Jesus. So tonight, your worship may have started on with words that the band was leading us with. But I hope we are not stopping there. Because it may start with your words. It may start with your actions of clapping and lifting up your hands. But it also moves forward when it comes to connecting your hearts and your minds with Jesus. And, and before we go ahead, I just want to kind of establish some, some practicalities when it comes to our understanding of worship. And, and I want us to kind of focus on one of these fascinating conversations, once again, that I'm picked up from Jesus and this woman. And, and you know, this woman ha had these certain understandings when it comes to worship. You know, like, come on, show fans if you have an understanding of worship. I I'm not saying if it's too much, if it's too less, but whatever you know about worship, show fans. All right, everybody. All those who are still wanting to lift your hands, I'll give you time to make up your mind. But meanwhile, let's read John 4, 19 to 24. This conversation is between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Right now, some of us may have read this text over and over again. I've, I've kind of preached on this text also a couple of times. But this woman has a certain understanding when it comes to worship. This woman, kind of the kind of questions she's asking Jesus, it, it kind of helps us understand that maybe she is even trying to question Jesus on his understanding of worship. 
and that's what it says right it says sir the woman said you must be a prophet so tell me why is it that you jews insist that jerusalem is the only place of worship while we samaritans claim it is here on mount gerizim where our ancestors worshiped and jesus being jesus his replies were always classic this is what he says jesus replied believe me dear woman the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the father on or, or on this mountain or in jerusalem you samaritans know very little about the one you worship while we jews know all about him for salvation comes through the jews but the time is coming indeed it's here now can you say it's here now it's here now when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth the father is looking for those who will worship him that way for god is spirit can everybody say that for god is spirit for god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth now like i said some of you you know this by heart you're probably reciting it without even looking at the at, at the at the text that is up there on the on the screen but i don't know about you in my early days of my faith and when it comes to learning about christ and learning about christian faith i had some similar line of questions like how this woman had you know when it comes to worship when it comes to kind of singing when it comes to do you know offering your worship to jesus and my first encounter with jesus what was rather sorry my first encounter when it comes to a worship experience was so different it was it was pretty much a similar setting like this see i grew up in a in a in a family background where going to church meant that you're going to stand in some front uh, in in front of some some person or some priest who's dressed up in this robe and who's going to kind of you know make you do all the rituals and kind of things like that so i grew up in that and i never connected with that with that thing because it was just a mere set of routines and rituals that were happening and I, and i never had that understanding of what true worship meant until i found myself in a space like this where there were people who were singing their lungs out pretty much like what you guys are doing right and and there was no there was no if if i may use this there was no idol there was there was there was no there was nobody who kind of was leading this whole ritual except for a band or or rather the worship team who was kind of saying and i was like what is happening in this place like why are these guys lifting up their hands like why are they clapping uh like who are they clapping to like the guy on the stage is not even singing that well so what are they clapping for anybody's had those kind of questions not about the band not singing well but i mean why do i need to clap why do i need to lift my hands why do i need to sing like when 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 neville or shreyas or when nikita asks us to sing why do i need to do all of this come on you're not the only one who's not has anybody thought those questions and so this woman has a particular understanding of worship that she's trying to have this conversation with jesus and and like i said she's even trying to kind of change maybe the understanding that jesus has about worship have you ever done that where you've tried to to kind of tweak jesus's understanding of worship by talking to jesus and telling him jesus i think you need to do it this way that's what this woman is doing right i, I thought you guys worshiped on that mountain what happened about that and jesus has to kind of break it down and kind of say woman you know little Can you turn to the person next to you and say hey you know a bit you know very little You know very little I I'm sorry if that offends you but when it comes to worship when it comes to Jesus when it comes to knowing about this all powerful creator of heaven and earth let's be real we all know very little But the beautiful part is that phrase over there was a gold mine for me when i was reading that scripture time and again that that worship in spirit and truth that's something that i want us to talk about because worship as a discipline is possible when we learn to practice the balance of worship in truth can you guys say that with me worship in truth and worship in spirit the balance is the key the balance is important it's not either or It's not one only it's and truth 
and spirit. So if you and me have to cultivate this discipline of worship, if you and me really want to build on when it comes to falling in love with this process called worship, this discipline will be built when you and me practice the balance of truth and spirit. So I kind of want to just help us with three basics when it comes to worshiping the Father, worshiping in spirit, and worshiping in truth. Because that's what Jesus is talking about, right? The Father is seeking those who will what? Worship the Father in spirit. And, and so let's look at this, these three things. Are you guys okay? We're going to be getting into the singing part of it. I know I, I can see it on your faces as if you're asking, Nenad, when are we doing that? Like, for a change, we are ready to sing today. I mean, that they're ready, man. And, but hold on, okay? Let's, let's kind, of, kind of lay this structure well tonight because I believe Jesus really wants us to catch something tonight. So, worship the Father. And, and I want to kind of break this down or rather just get a reminder for all of us about this beautiful representation of God in the Christian faith where God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? And what Jesus is helping this woman see is that true worshipers engage with the Father through the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now in case if you missed that out or, or if you want to hear it again, it says true worshipers engage with the Father through the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing that Jesus makes this statement that the Father is looking. The Father is looking for people. The, the, that is this God, the creator of heavens and earth, the one who spoke his word and, and, and whose word this entire creation came into existence, the, the, who, who kind of owns the beauty of the heavens and the earth. The same God is looking. Can you guys say looking? He is looking for what? He's looking for people. He's looking for his sons and daughters who worship him, not just anyhow, but worship him in truth and in spirit. The father is looking. He's seeking. He's, he's not just after the songs that you and me sing. He's not just after the, those routinistic prayers that you and me can make, but he's after those people. He's looking after those people who can really worship him. In truth and in spirit. That's why I love what the psalmist says in 100, uh, Psalm 149, verse 4. It says that, For the Lord delights in his people. The Lord delights in his people. Can I say, every time you open up your mouth to praise and to thank Jesus, God is delighted with you. When you open up your hearts to give Him thanks, when you open up your life to kind of surrender in worship and in obedience and in truth, Jesus is delighted with you. And therefore, our worship must be boldly and clearly focused on God. Our worship must be boldly and clearly focused on God. And worshiping the Father will only happen as we look for glimpses and revelations of Him in His Word. That's, that's what I want to talk about. Worship the Father. But worshiping the Father is also not possible unless you take our time to worship in spirit, right? Because worship, let's, let's kind of cement this truth. Worship is a spiritual action. Worship is our spiritual response. We may do it in our physical bodies, but it is our, our spiritual response as well. And, and, and Jesus, in the same book of John, he, he's kind of having this conversation with his disciples and he tells us, he, he kind of helps them know that he's going to be gone, but he's going to leave us with the Holy Spirit. And he says that I'm going to leave you with the helper, right? You, you remember that where he says in John 16, let's put that up on screen. The last two verses, verses 7 and 8, he tells them, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, who is your comforter, your advocate, your intercessor, your counselor, your strengthener, and your standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, that is the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. And when he comes, and he, when he comes, will convict the world about sin and about righteousness and about judgment. I love the role of the Holy Spirit in my life. 
I, I love the fact that when I when I have to take decisions, I love the fact that when I have to get up every single morning and kind of walk out and, and kind of live this thing called life, I don't have to do it alone. Aren't you happy that the Holy Spirit is within you? God has deposited His presence through the person of the Holy Spirit who is your comforter, who is your counselor, who is the one who desires and who is keen to help you. And that is encouraging news for every Christ follower because though we do not see Jesus Christ in person, we've got the Holy Spirit that we experience on a day-to-day basis provided you and me are willing to listen and kind of really obey. But I, I, I also love the Holy Spirit because the, the, the second verse 8 talks about the three things that the Holy Spirit does in our life. And that is cemented when you and me make a decision to worship. The Holy Spirit brings convictions for your sins and your wrongdoings. The, the, it is the Holy Spirit that also births this right standing with God in your life. I was just, we, we just kick-started our new... Uh, series for a new adventure today was the first batch for it and and we had some amazing time when we were just having this conversation about faith and as we were talking we got talking about repentance and and conviction and and it's amazing how i was telling them that if biblical repentance is not leading you towards jesus it's not fully godly repentance and that's the role of the holy spirit that it plays that when when, when the Spirit of God convicts you, when the Word of God convicts you, it will never leave you condemned. It will always liberate you. It will always help you know the truth and the truth helps you point towards the person of Jesus Christ. And can I bring it back to the passage of, of that we are reading, that worship, if, if your time of worship, if, your, if, if the amount or the, or the songs of worship or your responses of worship, are not bringing in conviction, are not revealing the truth about the person of Jesus Christ in your life and for your life, we are not really worshipping in spirit. Are you guys with me? We are not taking our time to allow the Spirit of God to birth that right standing, to, to birth that conviction for our wrongdoings. Because let's be real, this flesh is always going to mess up. No matter how many years you've been living as a follower of Jesus Christ, no matter how many scriptures you can quote, no matter how many church services you can attend, no matter how many worship concerts you've been a part of, this flesh is going to mess up things for your life. And that's why we need the divine helper. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to teach us. Because it is the experience of the Holy Spirit in worship that kind of liberates us. Can I, can I just tell you this? I don't know if you have experienced some of these tangible signs during the time of worship where you have been involved in singing and, and kind of, you know, while the band has been leading us. But there are tangible signs that you and me experience during the times of worship. And, and maybe to name a few, it's, it's freedom. You know, where you, where you walk into this kind of an atmosphere where you're like, my goodness, I did not wake up to this kind of a day. And, and you know, you just come here and, and right from the first strum of the band, of the first strum of the worship, you feel there is something different. That is the tangible experience of freedom when you walk out different from the way you walked in. I'm just kind of helping bring it down to see on a day-to-day basis how you and me can connect with true and genuine worship. The next one is you experience peace. I have heard this so many times in our settings that you've had the most distressed or the discouraging day and you walk into a setting of worship and where you genuinely encounter peace because you have genuinely encountered Jesus. Because I don't know about you, but the Bible says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And then there's joy where, where you can't kind of put it into words, but there's this, there's this satisfaction, there's this, there's this joy that cannot be expressed in words. Like if I have to kind of give a reference point, last evening when we saw Denzel and Snehal getting married and, and when they're walking down the aisle during the... I mean, that joy or that face was crazy. You can ask some of the band, like, face was like, I've never seen Denzel jump like that. 
like what is that like you know i want to roster him on the team next week but he's traveling for the honeymoon and everything right you can take some tips from benji for that but but you know what i'm talking about right like the joy of seeing a newly wedded couple the joy that you see on their faces you can't put it into description the joy of encountering the presence of god in your daily life sometimes cannot be put into words and that joy that peace that freedom that that comfort that assurance is found in the presence of jesus but it is also cultivated through your discipline of worship so i don't know what you need today i really don't know but i know one thing that can kind of become a catalyst for those things in your life and that is your worship your expression your expression of worship that is that provides a catalytic moment because our expression of worship creates room to experience the new life in Jesus Christ because i'm telling you you can come in every single week for these kind of settings called sunday church or gatherings or worship nights and worship concerts and you can walk out of these places with an emotional hype you know what an emotional hype is right what, oh that song was so good okay what did it do no it was it is good all right but what happened goosebumps oh yeah right goosebumps all right but but what after that oh no it was it was really good like it is so good and and you know it kind of stops at that it kind of stops at that can you guys say it stops at that it stops at that and i'm telling you if we can we can if the band is coming doing the same thing if the if the people are coming and doing the same thing and we are kind of filling up our emotional hype leaving out the spirit of god in our times of worship all that you and me are doing is playing church but let's i don't know if you are here to play church i hope not because when god shows up he's not here to play church with you he's here to reveal himself to you in your life and through your life and worship does that i love charles spurgeon who says this he says what does true worship look like it comes from a person who truly loves really adores and sincerely bows to jesus and worship in truth is real it is hearty and it's earnest and i love this how he gives it under the belt where he says worship in truth means your worship offering is a way of life not a show that you put on for a few minutes on sundays one person said wow right not bad not bad see because true worship demands our lives and our actions to match up Can you say our lives and our actions to match up with God's word? True worship is from the heart. It's from your heart. It flows from your heart. And and if you if you have been faking it, if you have been pretending to be okay with God when you're really not okay with him, you're not fooling anyone else. You're fooling yourself. Can I ask a real question? I don't know how many hands I'm going to see to this, but Show of hands if you're really mad and pissed off at God right now. At times, all right. A little bit, okay. Thank you Shreyas for being honest. Show of hands if you've ever been mad at God. Right. Okay, we are in the right room people. Thank you Jesus. show of hands when you were mad at god when you were disappointed with life when you were when you were really like crushed and thought that nothing good is going to happen from your life how many of you really took out time to express your heart and your mind and your expression through worship to jesus because that's where that's where that's where our faith as christ follower becomes real otherwise i'm telling you man you can stand here or you can stand there and sing i'm no longer a slave to fear 
I am a child of God. And when you walk outside, you've got those debts to pay. You've got those payments. To, those calls are coming in. People are disappointed with you. Your people are fighting with you. You're, you're in pain. You're in hurt. You're, you're kind of messed up. And what are you singing? I'm no longer a slave to fear. But you have been surrounded with fear. You're soaked in fear. You're soaked with discouragement. And you're saying that. Your worship is limited to our lips. Our worship is limited to our lips. Or you can say... Christ is enough for me. Amen, brother. Christ is enough for me. But I need that little bit of Netflix as well. Right? To kind of ease off that pain. To kind of ease off. Oh, I, I need that little bit of those hangouts as well. I need those little bit of casual catch-ups as well. Because I know Christ is good, but, but this is good too. But then, Christ is enough for me. I don't know about you, I can say this so boldly because I've made these blades, I've made these blunders, right? And like just how you're singing it, that God, I know you're more than enough for me. I know that Jesus is the one that I need in my life. But how many of us were really singing that from our hearts? See, the truth is, right, the journey of a song the journey of a scripture or the journey of a worship expression from your lip to your heart. That's a long journey. That's a long journey when the song is not just sung from your lip, but the song is sung from your heart. But I think what Jesus was trying to help this woman understand is that expression of worship comes from your heart when it's based and founded in, on truth and is based and founded in, in the presence of God. And even as we wrap this up, right, God causes our hearts and minds and our entire being. And He desires that every bit of our life can be expressed as a worship to Him. You know, otherwise, all these songs that I'm just referring to, those just become fancy, good songs that, that we can sing about. But your, your worship is missing in that. The band may have worshipped. Some of the people in the audience may have worshipped. But if you are just singing another song from your lips, you have missed out on that entire essence of it. So, worshipping the Father, worshipping in spirit, and worship in truth is what I just covered right now. And, and that right there is what authentic worship looks like. You know, I don't want to talk about the, the patterns of worship tonight. I just wanted to lay a foundation for this discipline that we want to cultivate on worship where authentic worship is a life that is shaped by God's word which is expressed in all situations. It's shaped by the word of God because true worship is founded on the scriptures. True worship, your true expression is founded on the revelation of Jesus that you have in your life. So zealous, I want to challenge us. I want to challenge us that let these foundational truths, let these foundational truths kind of really cement our understanding when it comes to worship. Even as we decide to cultivate this, this habit, even as we decide to cultivate this discipline of worship, I hope that God would shift and renew our understanding of true worship. I pray that there would be this genuine desire to cultivate a lifestyle of worship for each of us. And let us all thrive to build that discipline when it comes to offering your worship as an expression that arises from your heart. And even though you might be facing your worst season of your life, even though you might have just come out of another horrible season or, or a distressing moment, or you might be walking into another tough or a challenging season of your life, I want to tell you, when we worship, our focus moves from what is happening around us to what God has already done in us. And I feel Jesus is challenging some of you tonight to shift your focus. Come on, tell the person next to you, shift your focus. Shift your focus. Shift your focus. I know that situation is looking scary, but shift your focus. I know this month is looking scary, but shift your focus. I know this city is starting to look different, but shift 
your focus i know your bank balances might be looking different but shift your focus to jesus because when you worship in truth when you worship in spirit and when you worship the godhead you are proclaiming the truth of god in your life you are proclaiming the goodness of god in your life you are proclaiming his faithfulness over your life you are proclaiming his life in your death situations you are proclaiming his sovereignty his grace his mercy in your situations so shift your focus church shift your focus and i want to just take this moment to maybe just challenge all of us right now this is this is that moment that maybe god is creating for us to really shift our focus from everything that is happening here and here to what has already happened up there for you and for me and i hope tonight you walk out of this place not feeling good but i hope you can walk out of this place feeling challenged to cultivate this discipline of worship to make worship not about these 20 minute sets that we do to make worship not just about this time of offering that we give not just about some some kind of fancy things that we say about with our lips and with our words but worship truly and genuinely becomes a lifestyle can you say a lifestyle a lifestyle a lifestyle for every single follower of Jesus so come on can i ask you to just stand up to your feet right now We're going to take the next few minutes to just offer your expression your expression that Jesus longs to hear much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart i'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you it's all about you jesus I'm sorry Lord for the things I've made it when it's all about you when it's all about you when the music fades when the music fades all is stripped away and I simply come longing just to bring something 
Pride, Lord Jesus. I keep aside whatever knowledge I've acquired, whatever perceptions that I have about you, Lord. I keep that aside right now. If I know, if I feel like I know too little about you, Lord. I keep that aside. If I feel like I have fallen short of, of, of your expectations, Lord, I keep that aside right now. Lord, because it's all about you right now. It's all about you, Lord. I'm coming back to the heart. Back to the home. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the home. Back to the home. It's all about you, Jesus. know I know the presence of God is moving in this place and maybe some of you maybe this is the first time that you're really expressing your heart to Jesus can I just encourage you don't let anything hold you back don't let anything hold you back from experiencing the goodness of God in this place right now don't let anything hold you back from experiencing the person of Jesus Christ and the helper, the Holy Spirit, the way He is redeeming, the way He's changing you inside out right now. I believe there's a strong sense of conviction that God is bringing in some of hearts, some of the hearts tonight. I don't know what it is, maybe it's about certain patterns, certain lifestyle changes, whatever that is, but I believe the goodness of God is asking you to give him one more chance as he transforms you as he as he redeems your heart as he renews your mind 
Come on, if that's you, just break forth in singing. Just break forth in worship and allow the goodness, the worship, the presence of God to make that change, to make that difference in your life tonight. to bring something that's worth that will bless your heart. Yes, Lord, that will bless only your heart. Come on, with the music. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come. just to bring something that's worth that will bless your heart oh I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself it's not what you have required such much Search much deeper within to the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm For you are new every morning. And I just pray and I hope that tonight, even as you have lifted up your hands, even as you have lifted up your expression, you have offered your worship in spirit and in truth, that you would experience Jesus in a fresher and in a newer and in a tangible way tonight. Lord, I want to thank you for the testimonies that are being birthed in the lives of people standing in this place and even those who are watching online right now. Lord, because we know the power of worship. We know, Lord, that when your people 
who, who you have chosen, who call out to you, Lord, you show up, Lord. Because when you show up, Lord, things begin to change. Our situations are never the same. Our problems are never the same, Lord. Our, our life situations, our life circumstances are never the same because of you, Jesus. So whether it's hope, whether it's that peace, whether it's that joy, whether it's that freedom, whether it's that, Lord, all those things that we have been longing for, Lord, it's our portion tonight in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that even for those who have been waiting on clarity regarding decisions, Lord, Lord, that their dependence would be on the Holy Spirit tonight. Lord, that you are the one who makes a way where everything looks like a standstill, Lord. Lord, you are the one who, who makes a way, God, where there seems to be no way. Lord, I also pray, Lord, I feel strongly that our people in this room, Lord, who are experiencing a heavy bondage, Lord, that they have been like feeling so suppressed. They have been feeling, Lord, that they cannot carry this weight anymore. The truth is, you do not have to carry that weight anymore. Because Jesus, Jesus has already taken care of that. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I want to encourage you, I want to exhort you that Jesus is the one who has taken care of all your pain, all your burdens, all your sorrows when he gave his life on that cross for you. And tonight, if you can just be on the receiving side of his love, your new start awaits at the receiving of the unconditional love of Jesus. So God, I pray for new seasons in the lives of people. Lord, I want to pray for new beginnings in the life of people over here tonight. Lord, I want to pray, Lord, that the old ways, Lord, that have been manipulating and have been casting us down, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you are powerless. The old self, the old life has no dominion, has no authority over life because we have been made new in the image of Christ. We speak that boldly in faith. We declare it, Lord. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. This is the beginning of, of the new discipline that we are about to cultivate as a church. Where we come to worship, we don't come to sing songs. Where we come to express your heart to Jesus. Not just follow the song after song. But I believe that Zealous would be a community where we would experience freedom through the power of worship because the presence of Jesus shows up when you and me offer your worship and praise. So come on, if you have been touched, if you have been, if you have really enjoyed, can we give a clap, not to the band, but to Jesus Christ. If you have been encouraged, if you have been renewed, if you are feeling hopeful, if you are feeling joy, if you are feeling that peace, take this time to just give thanks to Jesus Christ. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.
you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.